Whoa, it worked. It worked. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good one. <clears throat> get my... <clears throat> excuse me. Get my, sh- get my shite together. Uh, you know what? If I leave the cap off, that I won't get distracted. All right. Let's just give this uh, a moment of silence here. And welcome back, everyone, to episode three of Nerdy Nomicron. The show where... Oh, no. I fucked that one up. <laughs> it can't be welcome back because we didn't take a fucking break. <laughs> well, it, it can be welcome back because after the next episode, right? You know what? You're you're right. Just you're right. Uh, just try to keep it short and simple, I guess. Don't yeah. overthink it. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. One second. What's up, Internet? Welcome back to Nerdy Nomicron. This is episode three. Uh, yeah. Wow. Why am I having a tough time with this? It flowed so okay. well last time. Don't worry about it. Just be it. like, this is episode three. Fuck it. We're starting. We're going live. <laughs> okay, one more. One more. I got this. <clears throat> what up, Internet? Welcome back to episode three of Nerdy Nomicron. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and I'm joined by Ryan, a.k.a. Synthetic. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. And also to my virtual left across the virtual table, that is, is my buddy, my homie. Oliver, a.k.a. Fonstrosity. How you doing? Hello. That's it, eh? Just hello. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it simple. Trying to keep it simple. All right. All right. Well, on uh, on today's docket, we've got a pretty loaded show for you guys. Uh, we're going to discuss a little bit of uh, What If episode, what is it, five, six, five? Five? Five. 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 Yeah, five. Doesn't matter. Latest episode of what if we're also going to deep dive not even really deep dive we're just going to dive into some rick and morty that finale was crazy and then in the back half of the show we're going to do our thoughts uh on shang chi because ryan and i finally went to go see it uh monday evening which was i don't know five six days ago um because oliver here was able to go see it ahead of time without us which was disappointing i'm very disappointed but we do have a lot to say now yeah yeah finally yeah but now we can now we can fucking talk about it but yeah that is going to be later on in the back half of the show um how's everybody doing doing pretty good everybody have a have a good week oh yeah i can't complain yeah yeah i mean that's more more for oliver considering you know he's on the other side of the fucking city well not city but a different city yeah unfortunately but at least i'm excited that we can finally talk about uh shang chi fuck yeah well, let's get this party started uh, with the good old what if. Seems to be the one thing we seem to start at the top with uh, lately in the last couple episodes here. So we might as well, uh, might as well take, a, take a little look here. Um, now, personally for me, this episode, though entertaining and funny as all hell, um, like we were discussing earlier, I felt it was very, very filler. Um, yeah. And when discussing it with some other folks at work, um, <laughs> they kind of made the... Uh, Mac, actually, Mac at work. He was uh, what's who we worked with today. He was like, you know, it's kind of the point of what if, because it's just it's 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 a what if story, and it could be anything. It could, it could be it could be serious, it could be mind bending, or it could just be filler. Um, but yeah, what what's everybody's thoughts on on a zombie take of the Avengers? Yeah, I, I actually really like this episode, um, but I, I I do feel that it was a bit filler. Um, but what I'm easily impressed by with the writing is where they put this filler into the story this what if right so this time instead of bruce banner coming to warn earth of thanos arriving um he's you know greeted by zombies and i i felt that the the start of the episode 
really took its time with showing the world and what happened in those two weeks right. since the apocalypse. Uh, but um, by the end of the episode, I kind of felt like there was more to tell. You know, like this this was a filler episode, but it was kind of half the story. And I felt right. and I, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of this particular story in the future in maybe well, another I'm, season. Yeah, well, I mean, I am kind of hoping that they kind of at least give a second episode to each of the stories that have been told just to kind of yeah, see sure. just to see this, the conclusion. Right. Because, like, yeah, this, they this must have just, been open. Yeah, this is just the first one that I felt like was for sure left open for a second episode. Yeah. Ryan, what are your thoughts, man? Um, Pretty much the same, honestly. It was a good episode. Um, Nothing really to say in terms of, uh, like, development or anything, but it was entertaining for what it was, and I do agree that ending the way they did, it definitely left it pretty open, um, considering such a big part of what was all happening in the MCU at the time, uh, that being Thanos' arrival and everything. Right. But It was also fun fun to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's all good. You can continue. I was, I was going to say, it's also fun to see a second focus um, on Hank Pym, Hope, Ant-Man, because uh, this is the second time that we, uh, we've we kind of come into that. The, the last one being, uh, what was it, episode three, four, three, uh, where Hank was going around killing all the Avengers oh, yeah. before the Avengers initiative started. Yeah. And it's funny mm-hmm. that they've kind of gone back to that universe, sort of, uh, in, in the focus around Hank Pym uh, and how that that whole thing started. And yeah, it's I'm nice glad. to see that they, they tied in what is sort of canon with MCU right now. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad you... Sorry, Ryan, you go. I, I just like, what uh, what do you mean by like tying in the canon well, in the MCU? Like, well, because it takes it takes place right at the moment where where Banner gets sent gets sent uh, through the fucking... Um, oh, damn, uh, what's, the, what's the rainbow the, portal called again? Yeah, the rainbow bridge, isn't it? Just Heimdall? Just sent right, and, and instead of crashing into the... God damn, where's my head at today? Uh, yeah, because last time he crashed on the... No, it was still no, within... No, no, crashed right through, right into the fucking staircase, and had, he had Wong and, and yeah. Doctor Strange there uh, to greet him, and this time there was just fucking nobody. But I like how it takes place in that kind of event. Yeah. Something yeah, we're familiar true. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how the events pretty much continued as normal we got i don't remember their names um the maw and the maw and oh i can't for the life word let's just call him squidward well squidward is the maw that's that's who the maw yeah okay sorry then um um, big beefy dude big beefy dude with the the sledgehammer slash grabby claw (laughs) yeah yeah and and they arrive and they're just obliterated by what's remains of the avengers um and i guess it was so it was doctor strange it was um iron man and wong i guess in that little trio i think it was wong was it wong yeah i feel like it was wong yeah pretty sure yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. because that's because there were there were a bunch of portals at one point yeah and it was his head that was chopped off right 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 yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i just i like that little tidbit but the whole time i was watching the episode i was just thinking like fuck at what point is thanos gonna come and it's just gonna be so easy for him to collect the rest of the infinity stones and then what happens to you know the whole like but at the same time i was also thinking this episode that 
if they did beat Thanos, then they could just use the Infinity Stones to return everything back to normal. So especially with, with the way the episode ended, that had me thinking that there was definitely going to be a part two and we could actually see um, this what if storyline reversed and have a happy ending. Oh, I don't think we're going to get a happy ending in any of these. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been pretty grim, with the exception of episode two with T'Challa Star-Lord. That, that kind of ended well, pretty good. Grim, Grim being relative because you know at least with Captain Carter it's just a different iteration, right? Um, but I guess yeah, there have been the two episodes where we know Ego destroyed Earth, and yeah. I can't remember there was another. Oh, I guess the Doctor Armani episode where Doctor Strange, you know, destroys the universe. Um, those have been pretty grim, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I I don't see that every what if episode has to necessarily be grim, just a different take on the story. But it right. has been interesting that they have gone the grim route with it. But even even with this one, in my opinion, being one of the grimmest they've done, just because, you know, it's the end of the world is zombie fucking apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> I still see how they could beat zombie Thanos, because, you know, if they beat zombie uh, Captain America, zombie Iron Man, like even though they still have their abilities, they're a lot easier to defeat. And we did see that Thanos did become zombified. and well, Right. And so, had the gauntlet, but and, here's the thing. It's the, it's the Mind Stone that was keeping everything at bay. That's mm-hmm. true. Because you know, I'll tell you, I did not see that coming when they get to that fort. And it's Vision there, and he's fucking working on a so-called cure while keeping zombie Wanda all locked up. And fucking feeding her people that he's, that he's trying to quote-unquote save. That was dark as fuck. That was crazy. It was very Walking Dead of them to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but of all the characters to do something like that, I could totally see why they chose Vision to do it. Because, you know, after the whole WandaVision thing, I, I think it's pretty clear that they're they're both head over heels for each other. Oh, absolutely. Um, but one thing I did find a little bit weird is why Black Panther? Why did Vision pick him up? over all the other heroes and in San Francisco of all places. I just found that tidbit a little bit interesting, but I'm sure that has nothing to do with the overall story. It was just chance. But I um, think it was also just chance. Ryan, you want to weigh in? Um, I actually wanted to specifically talk about the uh, Avengers from this episode and uh, just the fact that we see them enter the fight by landing in the dead center of a bridge and instantly all getting turned. Yeah, I think that was San Francisco. Right. Planning behind this. Like, they had to have known to some degree what they were up against. Why did they just land in the middle of all this? I I think that maybe they wanted to put a bit of the trope that is in a lot of horror movies, um, especially zombie movies, where characters make really stupid decisions. So them... A zombie is a zombie kind of deal. The other thing, too, is they don't know where it started. They just know maybe that there's a bridge full of zombies on its way to San Francisco. And, oh, I guess actually that's probably where uh, Vision picked up T'Challa um, uh, during that event on the bridge. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Ryan. Uh, just landing in the middle of the bridge to fight off a horde of zombies with this, you know, Iron Man being the only one, I guess, that would be able to defend himself from a bite. Uh, but yet didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. Well, to be fair, there was um, to be fair, huh? there was a really tiny zombie that fucking launched itself on the neck of Captain America, and I'm sure that 
right there was what turned the tide for them and they they oh, probably right. could have taken all the zombies but totally it was forgot about hank pym's it was fucking hank pym as a zombie oh, yeah. uh, and and the whole episode as well i'm waiting for hank pym to show up again as a miniature zombies but right? i was surprised that he didn't <laughs> like that was i thought that was the whole suspense of the episode is like at what point is he just going to be revealed to have like piggybacked on somebody and that's what I was waiting for. Like when they're when they're in the the fucking train station doing all the thing, and all everybody's showing up. You got zombie Hawkeye and uh, yeah. and zombie. Um, oh Christ! Well, they turned happy. Which, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's more happy. Club and he's all blam blam. And what's her name? Sharon's yeah. like, are you saying blam? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then even as a zombie, he's fucking saying it as he's firing off the glove. Like, yeah. Like, and, comedy uh, gold. This this episode was funny as all hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think you were trying to say Zombie Falcon, right? Zombie Falcon. Thank you. I was like, yeah. who is the the guy with the the flight? I like how he still knows how to use that and fly indoors as a zombie when all the other Avengers we've seen have had their abilities markedly decreased. But Falcon is just OP as fuck, I guess, and just can fly however the fuck he wants. Well, they were the worst kind of zombies. They were very sentient for as compared to regular shamblers that you would see in... in... Yeah, Whatever, that's true. Night of the Living Dead or what have you. They definitely they definitely had that kind of episode one of The Walking Dead uh, where the zombies knew how to use uh, weapons. And I'm pretty sure there's been a few George Romero zombie flicks where, yeah, there's one in particular that I can remember where um, they do have some level of sentience and remember things that they did in their past lives. So they'd seem to gravitate towards that. Which is just weird as far as zombies go. That's the kind of zombie apocalypse that I would hate to have, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. I would rather much have the Shambler ones where they're attracted to noises. And yeah. They're they're dumb. They're just basic basic bitches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Push them over or just survive long enough away from them that they all decay on the streets and then you're good to go. Hell yeah. But, uh, oh, go on. Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to move it along a little um, with... um, Oh shit! That's all right. So they, I wanted... no, 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 they get. I mean, they get to the fort, uh, and then Hope, of course. I didn't even know Hope could turn large. I thought that was strictly a Scott Lang thing. No, I think they pretty much have the same ability. Just Scott rides an ant, whereas Hope flies herself. Well, yeah, she she's definitely yeah. lucky on that one. Sacrifices mm-hmm. herself, and she's got the better everybody. fighting moves. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she's got the the blasters and shit too. But again, just like with zombie movie trope and characters making stupid decisions, why stay big when you know you're going to be a zombie? Like, did nobody think that, oh, fuck, like, there's this little chain link fence that this zombie could easily step over and bring a bunch of other zombies? Well, that like, was... like I previously stated, though, it was Vision's Mind Stone that was keeping you everybody didn't, you, at Yeah, but, but you didn't know that until you saw the open fence and, and they made that connection, right? But Well, right. I just, I just would have thought when they went in there that, oh, hey, we have this big, um, big-ass 50-foot-tall zombie. Let's just leave it as is. You know, well, wh- why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe she could crush a bunch of zombies on the way down, and that was the idea, right? And then and what, Scott Lang, yeah. go ahead. It's also sort of weird that they followed that same suit when they um, left her initially to defend at the fence, and then maybe like 500 meters away when they're at the hangar of the plane, they leave Banner behind to do the same thing. Well, yeah. Banner told him to go, though. That was the thing, and. Plus, yeah, like, do we the idea that like they 
could have probably pretty easily just ran over to the plane and then have only left one person behind instead of two. But well, let's, two, let's not... two things. I, I mean, two things there is like I think Banner could have easily like we've seen Hulk jump really really high before in the Incredible Hulk. Um, I think Banner could have easily just jumped on what what was it an X wing or whatever? No, it was a Quinjet. Um, Quinjet, yeah. yeah. Mister, I'm not a Star Wars guy. <laughs> I'm thinking down of Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Because you guys are telling me to watch Star Wars, and now I'm thinking Star Wars. Um, but yeah, he, like he could have easily jumped on the Quinjet. Um, uh, the other thing too is is like the Hulk was made from gamma radiation, right? So do we even know that a quantum virus can um, override like gamma radiation? So another yes, thing, but yeah? but his skin can't be pierced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you didn't why, see a bite mark he... when he, he did get bitten. Oh well, he took a bite, but it didn't didn't go. Yeah. Hulk fucking blocked it with Hulk skin, right? Yeah, yeah. So like which, he's still around there, and he's and what endlessly enraged fighting fucking zombies. Like what what happens now with with Banner and the Hulk? Like that's true. I mean, if but there's one character and, that could do it, it would be him, right? It, it would be him. The longer he would he stays yeah. in that uh, rage state, the stronger he's going to get. So he does right. have a chance. But then again, it's, like it's, they also have uh, Wanda who's a zombie that's also right in that vicinity as well. Right, and she's powerful as fuck. Even still as a zombie, you can still wield magic like nobody's business. Yeah. That's true. Maybe magic transcends sentience of that kind. Well, I mean, but, um, yeah. <laughs> she's but I'm the with, Scarlet fucking witch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm with, with the Hulk. Like, we've seen him gain sentience as Hulk in Endgame, right? He's whatever, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk, I believe, is the comic term for that. Yeah, so y- you never know. Like he could stop with his rage state and stop smashing zombies at a certain point, or he'll just, you know, without the the need for the cure, one day they'll just wake up and there's no zombies around because Hulk fucking smashed them all. A definite <laughs> possibility until he gets to Wakanda with fucking Thanos's undead army waiting. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> curious, like how Thanos himself got undead. But it's probably the same thing. He probably landed down on Earth and was surprised it was a ghost town and then didn't realize that humans aren't supposed to be like that and just let one get too close to him. Oh, right. And where did he get all the other stones from? Yeah, that's a good point. Because the the events would have changed because Tony, Peter, well, yeah, Tony and Peter get on the fucking spaceship with Strange and the Maw and they fuck off to Titan, which is how he gets the the, the time stone. Yeah, well, I'm sure... Um, well, right at the beginning, when when Hulk was saved by Wasp in the episode, um, Doctor Strange was there, so I'm sure that he just was attracted to the Mind Stone, or and sorry, the Time Stone, and just found it on the dead corpse right there. Mm. But then it's the same it's thing cool. as like in Infinity War, where um, uh, Ebony Ma is trying to take it off of his corpse, and it's essentially like this unbreakable spell that you need the user to be alive to deactivate it themselves, right? Right. I thought that I thought that part was only specific to the cape protecting him. No, it was a spell no, around, I, the, around yeah. the amulet. Yeah. Around the amulet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is also crazy. And then why would Thanos be in Wakanda? Because there's nothing. Nothing in Wakanda for him. Well, well, that's yeah, that's what I'm wondering as well. Especially since we know that the Mind Stone kind of repels the zombies because of its frequency. Well, right. So, and, and Vision so, sacrifices himself and gives up the stone. Yeah. So is the frequency still active, or did it have something to do with Vision? Because well, if Thanos well, is looking right. for the stones, then how is he attracted to Wakanda? Wouldn't he want to be repelled? And that, and that's it. Like because as soon as soon 
as Vision extinguishes himself and rips the stone from his own head, which is which was a fucking yeah. crazy way to go, and, and also a nod to to, to MCU. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure that was like angle for angle what it looked like when Thanos ripped it out of his skull too. I feel like they just uh animated that exact scene and just oh, used his yeah. own hand instead. It just it it just looked too close to the real movie. So well, right. yeah. and 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 Vision was the reason why Thanos and his army showed up to Wakanda in the first place. Yeah. That's because true. that's where he was trying to get the stone removed safely. So why the fuck is Thanos already in Wakanda? There's nothing to bring him there. Well, what happened to 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 uh, the Guardians and their crew. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Well, the, uh, there are so many fucking questions right now. I, like, I, I, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, which which just shows that it's kind of a filler episode. But at the same time, this is why I think that there is possibly an episode two out there. That even if they don't have plans for one now, I could see one being made just because they did leave a lot of questions open. And the previous episodes have more or less been pretty cut and dry on like this is what's different this is what's changed right this episode has a lot of open holes to either poke or just have a different story told right and the one thing we haven't even talked about even though it's a main part of that episode is the scott langhead oh yeah <laughs> yeah and then i love that he gets a he gets um Doctor he gets the cape. cape yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he's a pretty great character. I love that he still kept his humor till the very end there. And oh, even as right, a dad, and, and all the fucking dad oh, yeah. jokes he was fucking making. Like, that was funny. <laughs> I was kind of expecting them to do some kind of Futurama reference with that, but... Well, that's kind of... As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, Futurama? And I yeah. was expecting a, a something... Like, even a good news everyone would have made me fucking smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And but earlier i'm um, i'm glad you brought it up earlier you were you were talking about how integral um hank pym is to uh, a few of these what if storylines yeah and um there is a a what if that already happened in the mcu because they didn't introduce hank pym at that time right because hank pym originally was the creator of ultron so right in the comics I'm wondering, right yeah so i'm wondering going forward in the future with these what ifs they don't have to choose new stories they could actually go back to what they already did in the mcu and be like hey what if it actually happened according to the comics and that's well, something right. that i'd like to see they do have a lot of material they can pull from. Oh, but tons. I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to keep it aligned with what's current in MCU, just so that everybody has yeah. a story to follow along to. Because uh, yeah, what, what I understand, there there's a huge line of what if comics, and some of them are fucking awesome, and some of them are really zany and and just out there. I didn't realize there was actually a line of what if comics. Oh yeah, dude, it's a it's a huge thing. Oh no way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mac That's Mac cool. and I were were talking about it today. He was he was laying it down for me because apparently. Oh, I'm gonna have to a, look into that then. He's a bigger nerd than than I am. Huh. Which is true because anybody who actually reads comic books is already fucking five thousand paces ahead of me because I <laughs> I don't think I've I've only read like a handful of comic books in my time and not any of them pertain to what we're talking about now. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. one. Th what one thing about this episode as well is that you know given everyone turning into zombies i was kind of ex not expecting but i was hoping that maybe they would somehow bring deadpool into this because there is that comic book storyline where deadpool does basically kill everyone that's been zombified but of course they haven't even introduced him to the MCU uh with the merger is is that even what it is but well, um 
Not yet, but we did get that. What was it? The trailer for was it Free Guy with him and <laughs> him as Deadpool, with Brian Reynolds as Deadpool, and fucking Korg sitting on the couch. Oh, I didn't actually see that trailer. Yeah, Me either. Oh no! Oh dude, no. no that's, that's I don't watch trailers. Couple, uh, I know you don't watch trailers. <laughs> that was that was more for Ryan than you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was like a it was like a forty five second to like a minute twenty little spot and it was Deadpool sitting on a couch. I think I think on the same couch in the house in Tonnenberg or New Asgard, I should say, uh, with Korg. And they're doing like a what looks like a like a video review of the trailer, like a trailer reaction. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. it's oh my god. Fucking (laughs) it's funny. You you need to see it. But I'm thinking just on that alone. Uh, kind of as a, I wouldn't want to say Easter egg, but as a teaser, I think that's where they're slowly starting to be like, hey, we're probably going to start bringing these characters over. Uh, and mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to be tricky with bringing Deadpool over into our MCU is Deadpool says fuck a lot. A lot. And that's, and that's not even, that's not even the, 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 the fucking brunt of, of his vulgarity and language. They're yeah. going to have to censor out everything. If they want to put him into the MCU, they're going to have to bleep a lot of shit out. Didn't they do that with uh, Deadpool 2 where it had a, a... It was either like PG-13 or like 14A release alongside the R-rated release? Or was that... That, I think different? they did. No, no, they did. And I think it was a... Was it a Christmas special? Something yes. like that, yeah. Something like that. Special, where, yeah. yeah, where they definitely did a, a, <laughs> a PG-13 version. Uh, and I think they'd had some either extra content or something else in it. I haven't actually watched it because I'm not interested in watching a PG version. Me of neither. Deadpool. No, yeah. but I think it does uh, have no. a little bit of extra content. <laughs> I don't doubt that it is still funny because uh, it's Ryan Reynolds and that man is gold and everything he touches, even mm-hmm. if he's the only star in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, he's it, Deadpool. He's the merc with the mouth. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta have it. Well, the way I could see them um, uh, censoring his profanity is maybe cut away as soon as you know he's about to say something. He's about or, to say something, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, or like him are... being hit by you know a punch or something in the middle of a sentence. So that way they that get around. That could also it. be a thing. But also, do do remember that uh, PG thirteen slash was it fourteen A rating? They are allowed to have one fuck. Really. Yeah, yep, one fuck. True. Huh. That is that is the allotment. They can have one fuck in there in anywhere. And they're going to choose long, the right time as long for it. as long as it's not in reference to anything sexual. It can be a fuck you, fuck off. This is fucked. Fuck. Well, you can't say fuck me, but like you get the gist of it. As long yeah. as it's not, I'm going to fuck think, your face. You're good to go. I think it's going to be just a well placed fuck. While Deadpool <laughs> looks at something that he's about to fight, that's just how I see it. Them doing it the first time, I can see um, it being a drawn out like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. In true, yeah, Ryan I, I, I just think with with Marvel with the MCU's writing, they have so many great one liners and moments that I I don't I have no um, worries that they'll they'll get this wrong. You know, I I, I think when we f- see Deadpool in the MCU, finally they're gonna do it right. Even you know if it's who, PG thirteen, you know who deserves a fuck? Nick Fury. Oh, but you're Samuel in always. always. <laughs> he <laughs> needs to get. I don't think you can say motherfucker though, because that implies uh, yeah. sexual behavior. But he should get at least one fuck. He's got. Yeah. They almost gave it to him uh, in the what was it? The end credit scene of uh, was it Infinity War? Yeah, where he disintegrates. Like, yeah, and he's like mother, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. 
Almost yeah, had that's one. Right. Almost had yeah. one. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Fucking A. Okay, let's uh <laughs> let's move this along here. Is that that actually we we discussed this a lot more than I thought we were going to, to be yeah. honest. Um yep. <laughs> <laughs> which which is good because uh, I honestly thought this was going to be like yeah it was filler yeah it was filler it was fun yeah it was fun okay cool um, <clears throat> uh, you guys you, obviously you guys have all seen Rick and Morty the last two episodes oh yeah yeah yep. holy shit what a strong finish to a season I I'm always just in awe about the writing of that show because you start off one way in the episode in a 20 minute episode and then you get to where you get to like without saying any details just yet like you, you know what i mean right you open up with with rick and the two crows and that then... was the last episode let's not jump the gun here no no oh was that the last episode yeah you're right yeah, yep. okay. yeah well, never mind rick and two crows happens after him and morty have uh that's right little, i forgot little, they overlapped yeah a little falling out there yeah that's true Good development, though. It's nice to see the characters sort of go through changes that are, well, I imagine are going to be everlasting throughout the rest of this show's existence, at least to some degree. Yeah, and I feel this season definitely tied up a lot of loose ends. Um, we were oh, yeah. definitely, I was definitely left curious as to what the fuck happened to Bird Person. Um, since considering, uh, the, what was it, season four? Season four enders when bird person becomes well not doesn't become phoenix person but is phoenix person and they fight or was that in season that wasn't season three that was season four yeah that was season think so? four i want to say that sounds yeah right. i don't think there was a bird person episode until they did the one in season five where uh he gets saved yeah right so they tie that up which was fantastic because like season four ends with <laughs> rick's got bird person disassembled behind a bookshelf or uh or a just a shelf shelf um, and turns him on, and and he's still very raging. That was Phoenix that was person. yeah, that was very Justice League of of that Ju- scene. Justice League, <laughs> but also um oh uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, yes, where he keeps his friend. Where in, he keeps Nick. We keep Nick Frost yeah. in shackles yeah. in the shed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Thanks, true. Fuck. Can't let go of his friend. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but I mean, but that's his only. That's truly his only fucking friend well he had the guy that stole his shitter but then yeah he passed away too so he's just losing everybody (laughs) i guess Um, he didn't have as strong a connection to that guy so he didn't uh post him up on his wall in the garage just bird person gets that what a privilege yeah no kidding yeah I mean, but it was great that they, they closed that off because like I was still like for the longest time going like when are they gonna come back to this Mm -hmm. you know like it it was it was a pivotal pivotal point like it, he disassembles well not disassembles he defeats bird person barely um after getting his shit fucking kicked uh we finally get rid of tammy that stupid stupid undercover agent um god damn tammy yeah fuck tammy <laughs> in, 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 in every sense of that phrase and you guys know what i'm talking about oh yeah um, <laughs> can't discuss that here on uh, on the show um oh my god <laughs> Uh, and, and anybody who knows us listening is is definitely gonna is gonna one hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> like like Sean Fear Innes, Sean, shout outs to you, buddy. Uh, I know uh, you'll probably listen to this. Hopefully, he says he is, but you know, lots of people say they do things. He's trying to make you feel better. Well, hey, I like the support. <laughs> we need the support. Support's good. But we're getting off topic oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're yeah, good so at that. Rick Morty have a falling out, and in this falling out. 
Rick decides that they are no longer adventure partners and takes up the mantle of two fucking crows. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really love that spin the wheel that he had. I don't oh know. Oh my god! Right? Did, did you guys pick up on any of the other ones that were there? Uh, the, what was there? There was the uh, the Jerry spin again. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a, a, another episode with him and Jerry. Oh right, they always need a, another adventure. <laughs> but I mean, like after the the was it the de- the demonic one? Like how do you, how do you top that as a, yeah. as a Rick and Jerry adventure? Yeah, definitely. I mean, how many more episodes do they have now? Seventy that are ordered or something? I don't so... know, but rumor has it that uh, Mr. Harmon's taking a a little bit of a hiatus after this. Really? I mean, is yeah. it going to be as long as a hiatus we had between what was it like? seasons three and four or was that just in my head um, there was already well, a long hiatus right well i think it was between seasons two and three where there was like was yeah. it a couple a couple of years yeah like yeah it was like years two years well oh, um, now this is this is nothing confirmed and while i have my computer open perhaps i should probably take a look and see if i can find something on this but uh but yeah i didn't uh, i didn't actually think when he landed on two crows that he was going to actually go with two crows i thought that was um something to make morty feel bad and then he just fucking and then uh, of course spirit of the show they just fucking go with it and they make it great so i just want to see if i can confirm this um oh shit it is gonna be a thing isn't it well it's on reddit so it's got to be true right oh god so (laughs) (laughs) so apparently reportedly uh and and rumor has it that dan Harmon is going to be working with marvel as a consultant for dr strange and the multiverse of madness holy shit Uh, that's not something i expected well right because he writes about multiverses in in yeah in rick and morty and that's the uh that's that's the thought but um fuck it i'll use names because it's not like anyone is going to know who anyone i'm talking about nathan we were talking about this earlier yesterday (laughs) and he was saying that uh rumor is that he's taking two years off to go help write to go help write this and and get this all sorted out as a consultant which is i mean with the level of creativity that Rick and Morty already has, I feel like maybe somebody does need a bit of a change every now and then, just so that you don't burn out from it. Well, and, right. And honestly, the multiverse of the MCU is a really exciting project, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got offered that. And like, the man is talented when it comes to writing multi-strung stories together, right? Like, yeah. Or, or multiverse stories in general. Yeah. Um, as as we've definitely seen as he's demonstrated in rick and morty um i mean get him to rewrite the ending of anything and i think he'll do a really good job of it yeah no kidding um but getting back <laughs> to rnm before we uh, we we tangent off on this um morty's little adventure with the guy in the sane asylum the, the <laughs> portal i like i like those portal boys I, portal boys was that what they were calling them so, that's what they were calling them. well that's what yeah. yeah that's what the crazy guy was saying portal boys I and just, they go on their own adventures like that was fucking crazy i just love that morty always trusts in people that he doesn't even fucking know and well right he's he's so easily manipulated yeah it always leads to violence too and some oh. of those fight scenes were um were pretty great like using the leg hole and your <laughs> hand hole <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my god and like spilling portal juice that, that'd be a really scary creating, thing to do creating a portal between himself and some random guy yeah like that was that was fucking hilarious. Well, what if you had what if you had two splashes on yourself? Do you just like combust within yourself? You know what? I'm really uncertain. Only because 
if that one portal led to the what was it the the leg or the thigh of that other guy? I think it was like where, his shin or something something strange like that. Where would the other one lead? Would it lead to the same place? Because it's not like it's not like he shot the gun accidentally into his hand. It's he spilt the portal juice in his hand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mountain Dew. <laughs> and how and how long ago was that? Like is it just the same batch kind of thing that spilled on both of them or is it just like any portal juice can spill and Well, the guy the guy said that Rick had what him and Rick were having drinks and he got invited over to the the garage and he did the same thing. He fumbled around and fucking spilt portal juice on him. Mm, so we don't really know when it happened, but he's been in no. that asylum for probably for, for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he still had all that stuff, like when uh, Morty first put the portal on himself, um, and then all that shit just came spilling out of his hand uh, that the other guy had just been storing inside the portal on his leg. And right. Somehow right. he had access to that in like some form of mini pocket dimension or something, where he was just able to go and grab all the shit that he needed out of his portal. So it was just empty space before Morty yeah, came around? Yeah, I, I guess like a pocket <laughs> dimension. And what was yeah? What was that creature's name? The garbage eating. <laughs> oh, I can't Fuck. remember. Oh man! But I think we're missing the important detail: is that Mountain Dew is the same color as the portal juice. So <laughs> now we're gonna Very get. Important. But Rick what? knew right away. He didn't. It took him not <laughs> yeah. even. Say, he just looked at it. Like, Did you just put well, Mountain Dew <laughs> in the well, portal the, gun? The, the same way in season one, he knew that Morty was just jacking off in his room all the time. Oh, like, of course. You, you don't. You don't really have to know Morty to know what he's up to when he's doing things he shouldn't be doing. But um, well, of course. Yeah, I'm just wondering if we're gonna get a, a fad now of people buying Mountain Dew because they think uh, Rick and Morty is going to. I don't know. Change it just like Szechuan oh. sauce at McDonald's. I mean, it's it's possible. You know, why not? Shameless plug for, for fucking Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm sure they're going to make bank off of, like, Funkos and action figures of the anime Rick after uh, oh, the beginning man. of episode 10. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, like, yeah. He totally just glossed uh, over the whole uh, sub-story with Rick and the crows. And the crow yeah. world. And the <laughs> yeah. crow aliens. And, and the crow tech. <laughs> Yeah, a lot to talk about the... in episode nine. Oh, yeah. just, I mean, yeah, there was a dark crystal reference in there as well. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was. I mean, to be fair, they did look like. Oh, what are those creatures called? Ska, ska. I can't remember. No, it's gone. It's a weird, weird name. But yeah, they're they're basically bird folk. <laughs> bird folk. You know, you know. Touching quickly on dark crystal. Am I the only one who really didn't care for it? Um, I didn't. I definitely didn't watch the new TV series that came out. But no, I, I just mean in general, watched, like, what like is the it, old movie? movie from like from the eighties or whatever it was from. Like, did, did, yeah, I I think it am might I the only be person of... who really didn't care for it? Yeah, I I didn't care for it. I've seen it, but I yeah, I would agree with you. I don't really care for it much. I have seen people, that. One. You have not seen the Dark Crystal. Um, no, I haven't. That's okay. Have you at least seen Labyrinth? Uh, sounds familiar. Like with, as like, in Pan's Dave Labyrinth. Bowie. No, not Pan's Labyrinth. It's just <laughs> Labyrinth from the. Yeah, Earth. I know. <laughs> There's a chance I've seen it. I'd probably have to see it again to uh, David. David Bowie is like the Goblin King, and he comes and steals this this girl's little brother uh, because she Maybe more not. or less more or less w- wishes him away. He's he's a child. He's a baby. He's an innocent. Wow, what and a She's always stuck like babysitting him or whatever, and she he's always crying and shit, and so she like wishes or tells him the Goblin King's gonna come and snatch him away, and the Goblin King comes and snatches him away, and it's this whole shit. story of her trying to get her brother back. 
Um, yeah, so star- starring David Bowie uh, in very, 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 very tight spandex, uh, and then co-starring David Bowie's junk. Nice. Because it is very visible throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and, when, and once your eye catches it, it's hard to fucking look away every scene. <laughs> stole the show. It definitely stole the show. It should have won an Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best supporting actor. <laughs> Um, yeah, getting back. Let's. Um, we don't need to dwell too much on on episode nine. It was it was a hoot. It was awesome. Come the end of it, Rick decides that uh, it's best if him and Morty split ways. Uh, and the thing is, is they both mutually decide that sort of, kind of, yeah, kind of. Um, and then open episode ten in this <laughs> this anime style. I don't know what's going on, but Rick and two crows, and he's got what has he got? A crow horse. An armored yeah. horse, this giant fucking, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, buster sword. Well, it's a giant. It's a it's a giant buster sword, but obligatory, giant obligatory buster sword. Just because you know, because that's just the style of the style of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then what? Morty, Morty... takes a fucking yeah, potion to in. age himself to try to manipulate Rick well, to coming he, back. He... Even even before that, he shows up in the town at the beginning of the episode, doesn't he? Or was that the previous episode? No, it was the beginning of the episode. No, that was, yeah, in the first episode, he shows up and he's still, like, um, regular age more. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And he's and just he's, trying to, he's trying to get attention. Basically whining like an ex-girlfriend, like, hey. Yeah, oh, hey, hey, how's it, how's it going? You, yeah, it was just yeah. in the I've area. Been, I've been good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, when he when they pulled out with forty year old Morty, I was like, "Holy shit, are they actually gonna go there and somehow tie the story back to young Morty again?" Right. Uh, my brain is is having trouble remembering what draws them back to the Citadel of Ricks. Um. Well, what I do remember is that oh, Rick, it was Morty. Uh, that's where he went to get the aging potion. So then they went back there to yes. right um, to, on their own. Right. Rick made that fourth wall break comment about it because being, when uh, the a episode when, when the crows cheat on Rick, Rick gives it all up and goes back home. Right, and with, then, with, with, and with crow with crow scare. <laughs> crow scare was that the name? It, yeah. So was it scarecrow? <laughs> that was that was his nemesis, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. in in that particular universe, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. He's the the leader of the of the baddies, yeah. Because <laughs> they had so many adventures planned, right? And and they got sexual with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes! That show just pushes so many fucking boundaries. Yeah, and just the change from the anime to where they end up in the citadel, and and dealing with the story of evil morty again i just i love the turnaround of their writing is like they can write any three pieces of story together and make it cohesive oh of course well that's like that's the, the magic of dan Harmon. yeah exactly yeah shout out to dan Harmon, fan of the show <laughs> I, knew well, I, mean, I, I feel like if we're gonna suck his dick a bit we might as well shout out to him right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself, but I, I, I will do the shout out just fine. Sure. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's metaphoric dick sucking. Jesus Christ. Have you never listened to a Kevin Smith podcast? Oh, no. <sighs> How are we friends? <laughs> shout out to Kevin Smith, fan of the show. I'm going <laughs> to throw that out there everywhere I can. Everywhere I can. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, let's. 
let's fast forward here to the biggest mind-blowing part for me anyway of of this the finishing of this season is discovering that rick built the entire universe around himself and is responsible for all of the ricks and mortys being who they are in every conceivable universe in this quote unquote infinite amount of universes which he walled off in himself himself to be the smartest being in all of these known universes but it it's not like it's not truly infinite amount of universes it's what he created how fucking crazy is that yeah Yeah, some ridiculous shit in that episode just like the fact that they're hinting at universes being created and destroyed but still falling under the this like category that rick has built to make sure that it's still to his liking in a way right and then, like, knowing that the reveal of him losing his wife and Beth in that, hearkening back to that episode with, with the Szechuan sauce, since we already mentioned the Szechuan sauce, <laughs> um, that whole part was true. And there's a lot of speculation around that about whether or not that was true and if he was just making that up with everything else. And we have confirmation that he did lose Beth, and I can't remember what his wife's name was. Me neither. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's okay. Such nerds we are. We can't even remember fucking <laughs> these fucking details. That's like a detail that I don't. I don't. It, it's come up once, maybe once or twice. Yeah, two, three times. Well, it came up once in uh, uh, in the first episode of the season with uh, Mr. Nimbus. Oh, okay. Where they're <laughs> they're arguing back and forth at the table, and Mr. Nimbus says, "What? Well, I don't remember what he says. Her name was, but wouldn't want us fighting like this, or wouldn't want to see this play out like this." And Rick goes to fucking oh. lay into him. He's like, "You don't get to talk about her." And it cuts over to Morty doing his thing. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that was when he was yeah, talking about right. establishing canonical backstory. Is what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we kind of got kind of got proof there in that one. Um, but nothing confirmed until this this episode, and it is just insane that he pretty much walled himself in his in his own universe, more or less, or multiverse, I guess is the best way to put it, and being solely responsible for creating the Citadel of Ricks. Insane, mm-hmm. just because yep. he was he was killing them off, and this was his way of, I guess, making peace, or this was their way of making peace with him. I'm I'm always so surprised when you know they expand on backstories in in science fiction like that and they pull it off really fucking well because it it seamlessly integrates into what we know already well right and then just further blows our goddamn minds when you get this big reveal like this was a huge bomb to drop on us oh definitely and it's been a long time coming for the show as well and so many theories have been circulating for years about um especially evil morty so on top of that as well the bomb that they dropped about rick's uh, a person that's right. gonna basically horrific crazy shit man yeah no absolutely intense that was a very intense episode and and i thought we would get a reveal of who evil morty actually is and there was a lot of speculation that he was rick's original morty but there is no real <laughs> original morty because he pretty much put himself into a whole other uh, universe with a, with a with a brand new family since he lost beth uh, yeah in life early on right yeah that's right um fucking insane and then evil morty's plan all along was to unravel this entire thing and what's with the what's with the the golden portal what is that where does that lead to uh yeah, seriously. yeah i th- i think that was him trying to start maybe his own set of multiverses well now that he's broken broken all the walls down so to speak and the he's now merged 
Rick's infinite sort of universes with the rest of the infinite universes. Rick's no longer the smartest man in the universe. No shit. I didn't even realize that. Right. That was, that was the whole point of this whole thing was to break all that down and pretty much break Rick down to, to nothing Mm. because of his, his egregious misuse of his family. Then on top of that, we also saw everything within his infinite universes crumble as well, along with the Citadel and every other infinite version of Rick's and Morty is all being chopped up in their uh, what protocol Phoenix or whatever it was called vats yeah. where they get reincarnated into like oh, new bodies yeah. and chopped <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> I did, I did, no one noticed they didn't have blenders installed in those things. <laughs> oh, I think that's something Evil Mori probably went uh, went around and did himself. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, what a fucking mastermind. And so what does that leave? A handful of... That leaves a handful of other Ricks and Mortys, plus Rick and Morty's C-137, as we know them, and now Evil Morty opening up the entire universe. I don't know where they're going to take this show. Well, they're not going to take it anywhere for two years by the sounds. Apparently, of <laughs> apparently, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Ah, so, yeah, we have a, more yeah, time for theories. We get to we get to stew on that for the next couple of years, or, yeah. or until however long this takes. Yeah, maybe we should we should discuss some theories once some really good ones start coming out and make some of our own. Oh yeah, I'm down Hell for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm no good at theory crafting, but I mean, I'll just take somebody else's work and publish it as my own. You ought to start somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just jokes guys i don't uh, i don't plagiarize that's uh not since middle school anyway <clears throat> <laughs> okay i think that about sums it up for rick and morty i don't really think there's much more more else to talk about not that we got into any specific real detail uh on anything although i don't think we really get into any specific detail on anything we just kind of generally talk which is yeah which is fine which is um, fine everyone can join the conversation well, I mean, when you, when you have somebody with ADHD at the helm of this podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> things are going to be all over the place. To be fair, it's not all just you, but we do go off tangent like multiple times an episode, which is perfectly fine by me because we get into some really good discussions. Well, I hope oh, our, yeah. our, our listeners also agree with that. And if they don't, fuck them. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, we're three here. episodes in. We can't just fuck our fans. My God, the power's going to his head. It has. It has. We got to take am, him down. I am the ultimate being. I am the ruler. Bow before me. <laughs> well, I think that's a good segue into uh, Shang Chi. Now, Shang Chi, motherfucker. This movie, I think, is going to overtake my top slot for favorite MCU movie of all time, and almost currently in that spot as they're dueling in my head is Thor Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok was a fucking gem. I can't even the writing in that Taika Waititi, you glorious bastard. You, you <laughs> awesome Kiwi motherfucker. I don't know where you get your ideas from, but never ever ever stop because you are just not that you're listening, but um, <laughs> Big, don't, oh, he, so don't he's not stop. our biggest fan. <laughs> no, Everyone else is our biggest fan. fan. Well, yeah, Taika, he's in he's in a he's in a world of his own. He doesn't yeah. have time for for us peasants. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I always love seeing him and stuff. Like I was surprised when I saw him in Suicide Squad. I completely forgot he was there, and he was also yeah. in uh, Free Guy as well. And yeah, he's just ha- being more prominent, and I'm glad to see that. Ryan, have you seen Free Guy? I haven't yet, no. Okay, so neither have I, but we can definitely okay. <laughs> definitely put that into uh, 
a discussion later because I feel like that's just going to be a fun romp. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, just okay. Fun. Add. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Shang Chi. We got a lot movie, to talk about here. Yeah. This. This is. This might even. This is probably going to put us way over. Um. But I mean, like, we, we'll try our best to to market through this and and not take up too much time. Um. What an incredible fucking movie i don't even know where to start with this and i think that's even yeah. where i even i even put that in my fucking notes holy fuck where to start. <laughs> but uh no. you know what i do i do a lot of talking uh so i'll let uh, i'll let you guys discuss this for a bit here whoever so, wants yeah, to open up like last time i know i barely gave you guys any indication of what goes on in this movie you didn't give a shit so know, much so I that know. you didn't even you didn't even sell me on this movie you're like oh i think you'll <laughs> like it i know what you like in movies and you're probably gonna love it and that's all you gave me to go <laughs> to go on that should have sold it for you though because you loved no, it i did love it this... you did love it yeah <laughs> this, because this... i know I, I said what i said because it was true and i know i don't I don't have to say any more about this movie. Um, and it's, you know what? I'm glad that you're disappointed that I didn't even sell you on it because that's how you should go into movies. And no, but, at least this one. That's fair. Because it, it, it should surprise you with everything that it is. And it does at every turn. Yeah, this movie was unreal. I can't even, I'm still like swooning over it. And it's been almost a week. Yeah, you yeah, see it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fairly certain we should go see it again. Yeah, um, 100%. we can leave. Uh, we can leave the ladies at home. They're not listening. Well, I mean, your yours listens maybe, uh, but mine doesn't. So we can uh, we can leave them at home. I just, go, go I just can't day. wait for it to release on Disney Plus to watch it again. Yeah, like I'm, over, just, like, I'm not over, willing over. to wait that long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is it? They they come out three months after. Is is that the thing? Something like I'm, that. Because I know. Certain... Well, it'll come out. In I know Black Widow. First. Black Widow is coming out the beginning of October, I believe. Ease really. On Disney Plus, hmm. yeah. That's such a long wait. I thought that it was. Like a, I thought it was like a month thing, but I guess I guess it is longer. No, I th- yeah, I think it's about three months, right? When did it come out? Black Widow came out. Well, it should have been released last year, from what I understand, uh, and that didn't happen. Thank you, COVID. Um, Still feel like it should have been though. Oh yeah, even if it didn't get a theatrical release, like it should have, it should have been just straight to Disney Plus. And I and I get what they were trying to go go for. They, they want all their movies to have a theatrical release and and have big box office blowouts. But it's not like Disney doesn't make enough money to pay everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I don't <laughs> think anyone was expecting anything too big from that movie anyway. So it was well, more be... so just to fill a gap in between them coming out with their next set of uh mm-hmm. marvel phase what is this five or are we still in phase four we're on uh, five now i'm pretty sure five started with um the second spider-man film okay it'll show you <laughs> pretty sure on disney plus it shows you what the phases are what movies are in which phase yes but i don't think the sony there's probably not a phase Spider-Man right universe is, yeah. is is part of the mcu on disney plus right now oh good point yeah but no ryan's right we're 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 getting off topic again we're getting off topic again <laughs> after we just spoke about getting off topic Shang <laughs> chi all right ryan you open <laughs> huh you all right it. well um first off I do want to uh, talk about the battle scene that we open with um, where we really get to see the 10 rings just showed off to one of their max potentials throughout the movie. Um, and just the destruction that um, we get to witness as um, Wen Wu essentially just storms an army all by himself, um, 
basically unable to be touched by these guys and takes them on without breaking a single sweat. And just oh. watching this fight sequence go down of him decimating these guys and then storming the gate single-handedly with his army just, you know, sitting back behind him waiting for him to, you know, disperse the majority of them. Yeah, that's an oh. army I would like to be in because all the work is already <laughs> done for you and there's yeah. probably little risk of you actually getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Spoken like a true hero. You do all the work, we'll clean up. Yeah, we, we certainly would not be worthy of these rings. But I'll speak for yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'd love um, to get my hand on those rings. Immortality? Yes, please. <laughs> be crazy, man. Living for a thousand years? No thanks. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get bored of being the leader of the Ten Rings and didn't just start like an ice cream shop or something to, for a change. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> when, when Wu's ice cream shop? <laughs> yeah but but i love the style of the like i don't know how they did it in the comics do you guys know of, of the ten rings well the it's ten rings completely comic, different yeah completely. they were actual rings so like the mandarin in the comics um his rings of power there were 10 of them but they were oh no my mind's blanking shit like um, rings that you put on your finger rings yes yeah. And they all had different different abilities, like ten oh. completely different abilities. Yeah. Um, oh, so they I, didn't even really touch on that in the movie. No, they no. they definitely took some creative liberties uh, with the source material. But so far, we don't even we don't even know yet. But we'll, we'll yeah, get to that exactly. Later. Right. Yeah. So Ryan, while Ryan, we're on this going. topic, actually, um, one of the things that I wanted to discuss was the rings in particular. Uh, and just how different they are from the traditional comic style rings that we've seen uh, versus what they showed us in this movie, uh, which is almost more closely related to uh, a different comic weapon that they have called the Quantum Bands. And the Quantum Bands are, um, they're similar to like a large scale Green Lantern operation where the person who has the bands is essentially um, tasked with being the protector of said universe. And okay. these bands pull quantum energy from the quantum realm to give you uh, the powers that uh, they then, I guess, go on to represent. Um, so that would be one way to uh, show how Wen Wu lived for so long because he's drawing this power from the quantum realm, which we know... Um, time doesn't really function the same way there or at all even to some degree uh, right. as well as a more uh, general spectrum of powers where it's like uh, superhuman abilities uh, rather than these 10 individual powers that we're used to seeing from uh, the 10 rings right and, and mm. do we know who in the comic books wielded these quantum bands um, so they've kind of been passed around a bunch throughout the comics. Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but, uh, for these bands in particular, they are often, um, like passed down in a way where there's like this one, uh, creator essentially, and he judges whether or not you're worthy to wield, uh, these bands and to be, um, tasked with the protector of uh, this universe and whatnot. So that also kind of ties in with the end credit scene. Uh, we'll get to that a little later. But uh, just for a little bit of background, um, it isn't the same kind of style as the rings at all. It's very, very different, where it's more so like Thor's hammer almost. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. 
Huh. Yeah, but I just wanted to touch on that quickly while we were on the topic of uh, what exactly the rings are and just how different they are in the movies. Um, yeah, because but... all all they mentioned in the movie was uh, the legends of how he got it, which I think one of them was that it was found a meteorite them, crater. Found them in a crater, yeah. 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 Huh. And what was what was the other? Because there was two two possibilities I thought they, they served I up. thought the other one or was in that... A, he, in a cave he, or something? Yeah, something in a like cave, that, I think. Yeah. We're really yeah, doing I believe this movie that was it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I mean, maybe we should jump to the to the what was it, Ryan? The fight scene at the beginning? Yeah, like that. That's what we had been talking about. Uh, like, do you mean? Oh, for, I, I'm thinking more of the low? bus one. Oh, no, I'm thinking okay. more oh, of the bus that's scene. A, that's a, but that's yeah, a that's skipping ahead. Fast, that's a serious yeah. fast forward. But yeah, still, you're right. Even even. I'm still. just excited to get to all these fight scenes because there were so oh, many yeah. really good ones. Yeah, this no, movie had amazing fight choreography. Oh, incredible fight choreography! Incredible. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, that's something uh, I wanted to say. The way that they fight with the rings in the first place is pretty fucking rad. Just like swing them oh, around, yeah. but you can also like fire them off like a like a torpedo. Um, just yeah, I I just thought that was quite unique. Oh yeah, so Hell yeah. cool. Um, and I also do like I like I like Shang's story. Shang's story is is fucking crazy. He is the son of of legendary Wenwu, and his mother was, I guess, a being from Ta Lo, which is a pocket reality in in which these people derive power from from an ancient dragon known as the Great Protector, which is awesome. And it's basically the power of chi, which we've seen in Marvel mm-hmm. with uh, with Iron Fist and. More on that in a little bit later because I have a I've got an idea that uh, is going to definitely generate some some conversation. But yeah, seeing him <laughs> getting dressed in the morning, working out, you got that power montage with the wicked. Uh, the soundtrack in that movie, uh, despite me not being big into newer hip hop or or newer rap music, was actually quite pleasant. I think it fit the the yeah. movie very. Right, yeah, very I, well. I agree. Yeah, it was pretty good picks. <laughs> And he's, you know, he's putting on the flashy shirt and looks like he's suiting up. And then <laughs> you see the expensive fucking supercar roll up. Some other dude fucking steps out of it and throws him the keys and he's a fucking valet. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like, we see these montages in so many movies, especially uh, recent movies and a lot of Marvel movies, too, where they're just like these big shots and they're on top of the world and everything. And then we have this massive turnaround where he's just, you know, parking cars for people, collecting tips. Yeah, he's a normal (laughs) guy. He's, He's Joe Blow. Like, that's him and him and Katie. Fucking awesome. Yeah, like he's genuinely enjoying his life. For the most part, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no. But carry, I really, carry I liked the uh, character interactions between uh, him and Katie throughout the entire movie. It, it felt really genuine and real. It didn't feel like we were just kind of watching people um, go, go through, through their emotions. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they it, definitely had that best friend energy down. Definitely, now, and I now, thought the humor as well was very relevant. Um, oh, it didn't absolutely. feel like it was just caught up in old jokes that they had repeated in Marvel movies for the last like ten years. Yeah. It was a lot of new stuff, a lot of, you know, relevant things to what's currently going on and a lot of stuff that's just been relevant in Marvel as well. And they did a great job with the writing. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was really happy with the movie. I went with no expectations and came out really, really happy. And it was only after that I learned that the movie, well, critics, YouTube critics were were crapping on the movie pretty hard, saying that it was going to be one of the biggest really? flops. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, apparently uh, Black Panther got the same treatment when that was about to come out. And, Black Panther um, was fucking gold. That yeah, movie was yeah. too good. Yeah, like I don't think there's been much of disappointment in the MCU so far. And definitely uh, this movie <laughs> would not well, deserve it. I won't lie. Captain Marvel is the weakest link. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hope, agree with that. I hope she gets some redemption in the future, but Captain Marvel was probably, for me, was the weakest movie. Yeah, there are weak movies for sure, but this one no, definitely just, just isn't one. one of them. Just one, sure. <laughs> just one, just Captain Marvel. Everything else was fucking fantastic. I don't know why people hate on Thor The Dark World so much. I don't get it, but it is... It's been a while since I've seen that one. It's a, it's a thought, good watch. I thought the villain was extremely boring, and it was, like, really run-of-the-mill plot, I guess. It just, it didn't stand out in any way, it didn't do anything special, and the things that it did do felt stale. And that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't remember much of the plot of that movie, and that's probably because I agree with Ryan. Like, it just wasn't that memorable. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where they that's where they introduced the ether. Yeah, yeah. And, and but we don't know that it's a, an Infinity Stone just yet. Yeah, that's true. So I, I guess, I guess for for story's sake, there's... they had to they had to segue that in somewhere. Yeah. So there's been a few weak links in the MCU, but. But this movie definitely is not one of them. And yeah, because I've been seeing a lot of um, posts, I think, by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Simi Liu, who, who stars as Shang-Chi. You're, who you're is... almost pretty much on point with that. I think it is oh, yeah? Simu, Simu Liu. Okay, perfect. So you're, you're, you're pretty much on it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of Reddit posts about how he's sharing on Twitter um, what the critics said and how the movie is doing and, you know, how he started as just a stock photo guy and yeah. now he's an uh, actor in the MCU, so, well, yeah. Well, like... right, and, and he, he got, I don't know if he got his start, but I know he's famous for Kim's Convenience, which I've yeah. actually never watched, but I hear is a the show. Yeah, I think it ended by now, but I'm totally going to give it a shot now. Oh yeah, and um, Mac at work is a big fan, and he was like, "You got to watch it." I'm like, "Well, I'll yeah. I'll put it in my ever growing fucking backlog of things." It's on Netflix, I think. Sure is. Yeah. Shout out to Netflix, not a sponsor. <laughs> fan though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, Netflix as a whole is a fan of the show. <laughs> yeah. Three episodes in, and we've got huge backing from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. No, of course. Of course. Okay, bus fight. Holy fuck. What a scene. What a fucking scene. I yeah. uh, Some of the best fight choreography I've seen in a while, e even with the mixed CGI, and they actually did a really good job on keeping it well blended. Like, there were only a yeah. couple times that I could tell that there was CGI. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even. I mean, like, uh, apart from the obvious that it had to be CGI, I didn't even notice uh, that it wasn't seamless, right? Um, right. But but yeah, the last time that I was in awe of fight choreography was in uh, the Daredevil run that was on Netflix, and seeing how this one went down, I am really impressed by the choreography. Oh, me too. That's Oh, I absolutely. love seeing uh, the way that they approached it, where they're following the amulet around his neck the entire fight scene. Um, no matter what camera angle they're uh, going with, even when they're under that uh, overpass and the camera's following them from outside the bus, it's still centered on him. And aside from a couple seconds, you can almost always see the amulet around his neck until the very end when he loses it. But just the fact that it felt like it was so seamlessly like one shot for the entire fight scene, very John Wick yeah. style. 
It was yeah. amazing. So well done. And and that that dude that was recording the whole thing, um, oh, what did yeah. he say? He, he knew a little bit of martial arts, so he's gonna he's gonna grade the fight. Mm-hmm. Something about that. Yeah. Oh, I think he... so. Cleb. So Cleb is he was in um, he was Spider-Man. in Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's what I was the... gonna say. Do a I, I never. I never caught that until I went on Reddit and people were saying that. And that's a really, like, neat tie-in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, really neat. And <laughs> fucking funny. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Cleb. What does he say? <laughs> I, I took a little bit of martial arts as a youth, so I'm basically <laughs> going to grade the fight as this goes along. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I can't even. So I'm, I'm just reading now that uh, Simi Lu did... A lot of his own stunts, not all of them, but did quite a quite a bit of them, mm. um, and did most of the shit on the bus without a stunt double. That's nice, cool. right? Impressive. And like, what a wicked display of kung fu and and acrobatics, like the jumping through the fucking oh, the bars and shit. That's something I really appreciated. Like his parkour in the middle of fights is like phenomenal. Like even without abilities, like that dude is on a different level. Oh yeah, like what a what an incredible act yeah. of 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 action i guess is the best way to put that and then big yeah. uh big bad reveal with uh, <laughs> razor fist which we don't yeah, actually razor learn his fist. name till like the halfway point of that movie yeah and it's not that anyone speaks it it's just written all over his car <laughs> uh and i did i i did put in my notes that it was very guardians of the galaxy volume two with taser face Oh, 100%. And now we get Razor Fist. That's the connection that I thought they were making. Like, they've had a Razor Fist. Why not Taser Face? Like, well, the <laughs> other way around, but yes. Yeah, and, yeah. Sorry. And I died. I died when I saw when I saw his car because I knew exactly what it was. And I was just, I was, was it a nod or was it just happenstance? Uh, could have been happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> um, without diving too much into story, because like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to retell the story. I just want to fucking chalk it up. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to Macau in the underground, not so underground, but underground <laughs> fight club <laughs> they got going on there. A lot of shit going on in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. We definitely uh, see a lot happening, especially before we get to that main uh, fighting chamber where um, they're walking around with the. I don't even know if that guy's name is said at all. Um, but it, as it was, a- but I don't remember. Yeah, I I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's introducing them to all these, like, low-level fights, sort of showing them the ropes, basically. And in one of the cages specifically, uh, we see two characters that, uh, one of which we actually have seen once before. Uh, The other one, I haven't really got a good look at him. It's possible he could have been from Iron Man 3, or just based on the events of that. But... One of the characters in that cage is actually one of the widows from uh, Black Widow. Um, yeah, she's in, in in the scene at the end. Yeah, the one in, like right the at end. the end where uh, Scarlett Johansson breaks her nose to uh, uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Why can't I remember his name? The the villain of Black oh Widow. Uh, G- General yeah. something. Yeah, that guy. Um, the scene where all <laughs> and, uh, to beat her shit in basically. Um, one of those widows is actually the one that's in the uh, fight club in Macau there, and she's fighting somebody that has the uh, aim serum that they used in Iron Man 3 uh, for, like, the, uh, like, regenerative... Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was the connection there. Yeah, just super weird. Uh, wasn't expecting that, and honestly, I didn't pick up on the uh, the Widow the first time that I saw it at all. 
Uh, I only found out from like a YouTube video breakdown that I watched, but I right, didn't. And I, and I was definitely in the same boat with that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't catch that, but I knew that a few of them have got to be other connections to the MCU, just the way they lingered on it. I definitely yeah. picked up on on the guy that was glowing. I thought one hundred percent. My brain immediately went to Iron Man three and yes. uh, the the was it AIM that was AIM, doing the, yeah. the experiments. Yeah. yeah, they first introduced it as as MIA or Mia. I don't know what they called it, but it's AIM backwards, AIM. right? Yeah, or I guess the girl's name was Mia or something like that. I it's been a while since I've seen Iron Man three. Yeah, I don't know what you're what you're grasping at. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, All right. crazy. Um, but Wong was there. And Wong was there. Yeah, you took it right out of my yeah. mouth, man. Wong was there and fighting none other than fucking abomination and confirmed abomination. The only thing that I took uh, issue with was that he wasn't speaking. I think... He like did say something, but it was out of earshot or something uh, at one I'm point. I'm not certain. Although he did, uh, Wong did refer. Uh, blah. Wong did refer to him as Emil, which was um, which was his character's name from from Incredible Hulk way back in the day uh, with um, Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was Tim Tim Roth's fucking character there. Emil uh, was it Blonsky? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that sounds familiar. Um, and did refer yeah. to him as such, but he didn't. He didn't say anything, and I was I was a little thrown off. And they've definitely taken a more comic booky approach to his aesthetic. Definitely. He didn't quite look like Abomination yeah. from, from Hulk. He looked more. Yeah, he did look a little bit different. Is, yeah, yeah, he's got like the not fish scales, but like those fins. Yeah, he kinda, for the ears. It <laughs> yeah. looked kind of creature of the Black Lagoonish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. What what is Wong even doing? They don't even touch on that. What the fuck is Wong doing there? Wong's got an underground tournament. Well, Wong's got to have some hobbies. It's not like uh he can just be who he is out in public all the time, right? Well, I um, guess, but like he doesn't he never seemed like that type of guy. He was always straight and narrow, especially in Doctor Strange. He was very by the books fucking yeah, he was. He didn't seem like the rule-breaking type. Yeah, we even see that in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer too. This is just a very different side of Wong that we haven't seen fighting well, for you know, dark web internet videos for money. It's strange. Yeah, do, do you guys remember if if Wong was part of the snap? He was. Yeah, like did he? He, uh, he emerged with Doctor Strange. Correct. Um, Good call. Portal. Yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say like maybe in those five years that it really changed him but if he went away with the snap then no he then definitely maybe... went away with the snap yeah yeah huh yeah wong Five is years. starting to become wong. a really interesting character well i mean wong's a badass let's be real the man's he's raw talent and i think oh, yeah. i think there was a post brought up on reddit saying that wong is is quickly becoming the one character in the mcu to appear in more films than i think fury or uh tony stark well i mean well... I guess he's coming up that way, but I mean, yeah. Wong's only he... been in Doctor Strange, Infinity, not Infinity, yeah, Infinity War. Yeah. Then I he's guess been in Endgame, then Endgame, and then now so he's in three. he's in the Spider Man movie, but that's not out yet. <laughs> no. You can't count that; it's not out yet. <laughs> and now, and now, Shang Chi. So that's four. That's four films. Okay. I think Tony Tony's got him beat by at least three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And same, but with, he's with on his Fury. way. But he is on. I want to see way. more now, Wong, you, just like you I want to see more Korg. <clears throat> oh, of course. Now, you made a comment last episode about Wong possibly becoming the new Coulson. I was wondering if you could touch on that. Oh, yeah. Just, just and what you I, meant by that. 
Well, pretty much the same thing I just said now is that he's showing up in a lot more of the films. Um, I could totally see Wong, um, especially with uh, the end credit scene that we'll get to later. Um, he's just kind of showing up to be more of a prominent character, I think, and giving a lot of background to to characters and introducing well, them. Well, I guess, I mean, like, Coulson wasn't really, as much as he was in a bunch of shit, he wasn't in on screen a whole lot. Definitely no, but he brought the Avengers role. together, right? Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good way of like of, he was, and it, particularly his death was the thing that motivated or was supposed to motivate the Avengers together. That's why Fury, you know, put the blood on the cards and and handed it to the the group. Oh no, of course. Um, if they kill Wong, I'll riot. Oh, I don't <laughs> want them to kill Wong. <laughs> I think I I think our boy Wong can inspire just on his own because I mean he's pretty much like he can hold his own as we can see in that fight. Well, I mean, that fight was rigged for starters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, he definitely has proven himself in, in both Dr. Strange and in infinity war and in Endgame. So like Wong, Wong can definitely, yeah. he can definitely hold his own. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Shit. That fucking immediately after these events, when he, Sean goes and he has big reveal fights, his sister kind of, uh, kind of tropey, uh, in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the, uh, the 10 rings show up and they have that masterful fight scene out on the fucking scaffold. Yeah. That gave thousands me thousands of feet TVs. in the air. Oh yeah. my God. I, yep. It even made me a little uneasy and we saw yeah. it in 3d. So oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't see it in 3d, but I got goosebumps from it, especially the scene that Katie was hanging off the bamboo rod. Oh yeah. That, that made was me uncomfortable. Like that made I was, me I was so uncomfortable. I was super expecting her to fall at that point and for that to be some kind of like turning point with um, Shang-Chi that he would like fight harder or something like that. But I'm glad that she got rescued because she ended up being like a really great character for the movie. Pivotal. Fucking pivotal. Yeah. More on, yeah, literally more on pivotal. that later. Yeah. I have yeah. not seen... I mean, what was the last time we saw a scaffold fight? Ryan, I think we were talking about it. It was very... Uh, yeah. Rush hour. Uh, yeah, like very rush hour-esque. I mean, that's the only... The only scaffolding fight scene that I can think of that sort of uh, had a lot of uh, like similarities, yeah, especially in the movement, like like the way Jackie Chan uh, moves around in his fight scenes and mm. his parkour shit alongside his kung fu is like very eerily similar to uh, the way that we saw Shang Chi moving around um, in a very similar setting. But well, I thought was so sorry. Well no, go done. ahead. Yeah, wasn't uh, one of the choreographers someone who actually worked on Jackie Chan's? Uh, fight team i thought i yeah, saw I that in the uh, in one the of his video. earlier movies um oh man i don't i don't remember what movie it was uh like doesn't matter run fist or something like that possible i think so i'm pretty sure but but still, anyway it's, it's pretty awesome and yeah no you know you're right um shang's fucking kung fu is definitely reminiscent of uh <laughs> of the old uh, classic uh, jackie chan movies like he using his environment to his advantage uh, or creating okay. an environment by using bodies to step over gaps and shit like that. Was, yeah, that, that scene shit. was so intense. I just don't know how, even as a construction worker, you can trust like wooden bamboo like that that far up a building, let alone fight on it. Um, yeah, and, no kidding. I, and I thought it was really interesting and key to the ability of um, the Ten Rings henchmen that they had this like hooked, barbed, um, like baton machete hybrid like oh, so i don't even were, know what that was 
those are Chinese hook swords. I don't remember what the actual. Oh, so that's an actual. What the actual name, but they were done up in in a way that ha- they had. What was it like like they were shock? They're like shock sticks. Shock yeah, like sticks. shock batons. Jesus yeah, shock. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah. So a hook sword is what it is. It is a hook sword. Yeah, that is like their because yeah. part of their 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 emblem, their crest. It's the two hook swords yeah. across. Yeah, you're the, right. Ten rings yeah. in the background, right? Yeah, I just I just really appreciated that. I, I thought that it worked really well with the uh, w- with that particular fight scene. Oh, fucking fucking crazy! Like I couldn't couldn't get over that. Yeah, like th- this this entire film was nothing but just action masterpiece after action masterpiece. Like it didn't it even when it slowed down for for exposition, it was still just mesmerizing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the movie yeah. went like really fast, but then really slow when it needed to, and I thought it was paced really well. Oh, absolutely. Um. I don't think I have any anything bad to say about this movie as a whole. Like, there's not not just that I, mean, I want more. Just that I want exactly. Just that yeah. I want more. Like, don't get me wrong. Tropey in a, in more than a few places, but it was very well done. It wasn't wasn't stupid shitty trope. It was it was just mm-hmm. well written. Mm-hmm. Um, awkward dinner table scene killed me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, especially when they make the comment when uh, when Wu makes the comment that. Uh, all of America was scared of an orange. <laughs> no, not an orange. A chicken dish, I think, is what he said. Yeah. So well, Mandarin orange. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it was orange that he said. Either he, way, he food. The chicken dish first <laughs> and then the orange after. Gosh. Gotcha. Yeah. Fantastic. This is why I have you guys, because you guys remember this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and then, you know, makes a comment about how uh in that same in that same light of uh <laughs> how some white dude was pretty much posing as him as as the mandarin he was given the name of the mandarin only to like what 10 minutes later and this is bypassing the whole the whole scene with the with the the amulets and the the water map and shit which holy christ what awesome special effects that was that mm-hmm. was one of the coolest things i've seen in movies yeah that was a real yeah, treat looked, especially in 3d it looked so good oh man oh, i wish good. i saw it in 3d now then go see it, it in 3d bad. Oh, you just go, just go see it again. <laughs> I don't know if there's a 3D theater. If they have a 3D one here, get the fuck out. That's like that's like basic necessity. That's, I know that's theater 101 these days. They might. I'll <sighs> have to look into it. There's definitely no IMAX. That's the shitty thing. But well, uh, you know what? IMAX I think is severely overrated. It's just a giant fucking screen. That's yeah. all it is. IMAX is cool and all, but 3D is dope. 3D is the dopest dope. Well, then yeah, there's D-Box, point. and then there's 4DX, but 4DX, I don't think they've worked all the kinks out yet, so... Yeah, I've lost track of all the different types there are Same. at this point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, fast forward past the, uh, the, the water scene, or the water map scene, which, yeah. again, crazy. We find... Who do we find in the fucking jail cell? The Mandarin. The Mandarin from Iron Man 3, Mr. Yeah. Trevor, fucking Slattery. And, ben and Kingsley... Still... Oh, yeah. No, go ahead, man. Yeah. Oh, he's still very much the funny character he was in Iron Man 3. Like, he had, like, way better lines in this one, that's for sure, though. We got to learn a lot more about Trevor that I really appreciated. I couldn't help but laugh every time the camera just panned to him because he's just such a funny-looking dude. Yeah. (laughs) He is an actor. He's an actor. Yeah, and he's got his, his nice friend Morris as well. Right. Um... What, the furball with six legs and like four wings or whatever it's like a it, it reminds me of a digimon but what did what did katie call it a pig pigeon pig or a or a 
I don't remember what the hell she. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think something along the lines of pigeon pig. That sounds right. Yeah, just without or, a face or a bird which... pig or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. Where's his face? <laughs> it's like he's actually very self-conscious about that fact. <laughs> like, don't look at where his face is supposed to be. And the uh... fact that only Trevor can fucking communicate with it like that. Like that was both cute and hilarious. Yeah, of course he can. Maybe oh, it's his man. acting abilities. That's his powers. He somehow can communicate with it. Oh, absolutely. That is 100% Trevor's powers. He is the greatest actor on the face of the planet. Yeah. In the MCU. And, and next thing they do is they break out. Break out. We get to see <laughs> Razor Fist's fucking car. Um, not at, I don't think the car fit his personality, but I, I, I laughed. That's what I same. felt, too. Yeah. Because yeah. it was very very Japanese tuner inspired and Razor Fist being like a giant Hungarian dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah a little with, a, with a molten sword arm thing. like Definitely seems like he's trying to be someone else with that car. Yeah, no kidding. At great car chase scene, though. Yeah, that's true. Don't get, uh, don't get very many of those in... Uh, I don't think we have seen many of those in the MCU. The only one that comes to mind is with uh, Nick Fury in um, Winter Soldier. Oh, for me, it's uh, yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp had one. Oh, oh shit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Through, yeah. Through, it's through San Francisco. Yeah, and then I guess you can kind of put in. Um, I guess they did have one in Black Panther as well, sort of, where yes. Shuri uh, takes over the the form of that. I don't even remember what kind of car it was, but she's driving the oh. with him on the yeah. roof of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally you're forgot right. about that. Okay, yeah. so there are a few in the MCU. There are a few, but, yeah, but pretty pretty decent little little car chase scene in the uh, yeah. <laughs> the parking garage but no one gives a fuck about that yeah and when I, they oh go on sorry and i was gonna say i absolutely adored one getting into talo and then of course how many times are they gonna put a fucking <laughs> hidden city slash reality slash whatever behind a waterfall <laughs> uh, <laughs> true yeah another one <laughs> like you said before they did it pretty well, so I can oh pass. so well. Yeah. Um, but getting into Tal Lo, this was probably my favorite part, apart from all the action and everything else. But just opening up in these fields of green mountains and all of these Chinese fucking mythological beasts, like just mind blowing. Yep. Yeah, I really appreciated that part too. And like really good attention to detail. Um, Everything moved the way I would have thought they would have moved in terms of animal movements. They had like the what they have. They had more of those Morris things. Um, yeah, the Firebird Phoenix like things. <laughs> the, the the dragon horse. <laughs> Trevor's like, it's a, what does he say? That's a weird. That's a weird looking horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is it staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like the the guardian lion things. That you see in like a lot yeah. of Chinese culture with like the I don't, I don't yeah. want to say per, perm, but like the perm around the around the mane. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking epic! Yeah, no, this yeah. in terms of having an alternate world, this is probably one of my favorites in the MCU so far. Yeah, all, I the agree. color palette was was bright and and all over the place, and I don't think I've seen anything as beautiful. Uh, like Wakanda was crazy, but Wakanda's got nothing on Talo. Well, this is what this is why I was saying last episode that it reminded me of Aquaman, just with the world that it was and how beautiful. Oh, it and is. I get and I get that. Good call on that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Shit. Yeah, I love all the Where effort did... that went into it. I wonder how long it took them. Oh, so long, oh. I bet. 
Yeah, like, I no think sense of like the Star Wars world building in the sense that it was just meant to be this massive, like expansive, breathtaking environment. And they always do a really good job of showing that off in Star Wars movies when they introduce um, like new planets and stuff like that, where it's always those really nice um, like shots of just expansive land and things like that. Oh, yeah. Rewind to, was it episode one, Phantom Menace, when they do that open shot of Naboo? Yeah. With, like, the waterfalls and all the trees and shit. Fucking, yeah. Fucking very exactly. reminiscent of that. Yeah, no, good call. Excellent call on that one. Holy That's shit. really when um, we start to get into the, uh, like, the mix of things here, like, where things really start to get heavy and we find out what's really been going on. Well, right. So we didn't even touch on, on, on the story at all, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so briefly... Wen Wu is having visions from his dead wife, Shang and, and Zha Ling's um, deceased mother. Uh, and she's behind, she's claiming to be locked behind this giant barrier, this this huge gate. And he wants to free her, which is the reason why they go to Talo in the first place. Um, with that being said, we then find out that there's nothing but a, a great evil. What do, they, what do they refer to it as? What is the... Uh... I honestly can't remember. Um shit i just like the darkness dweller or something right right even even still um didn't you didn't you send this to me on somewhere no probably not oh yeah dweller in darkness dweller in darkness and that there was this huge war that that happened like was it like thousands of years ago um something like the great protector helped the people of talo lock this this dweller in darkness and all of its minions behind this fucking gate Mm -hmm. um and it's been using um so it it felt like there was some sort of connection between it and the rings because it was the one it thing was, that, that, that I, was brought up was how long has he been wearing the rings? Yeah. Yeah. So he took them off when he was married um, and fell and, in love and did the yeah, whole family thing. Love. Yeah. But um, I think the thing with the, the gate was just that, um, what, what were we calling it? The, the dweller in darkness. Um, yeah just calls out to whoever's the most powerful. And at the time it was him with the 10 rings. And, and honestly, the most vulnerable too, if you really think about it. Yeah. That's probably a key part of it. Cause he was definitely still reeling from the death of his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got to lure you in somehow. Right. And so these people have been pretty much, they're the guardians of this gate, uh, using the, the heart of the dragon chi power, as well as the dragon scales to forge weapons and armor and shit, which must, some of the most wicked looking armor I've seen ever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And this is, yeah. And this is where we see, um, Shang-Chi's armor finally. And, and almost true to comic fashion to the source material there. Yep. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah pretty, they did a pretty good it's, job. it's almost on point 100% with a few oh, wow. minor tweaks. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, like, I don't know that Shang Chi being a character from the seventies, obviously, is his attire looked uh, time appropriate, I suppose, for yeah what what the seventies was doing with with outfits, hero outfits. Um, but yeah, crazy. Him and his sister get a brand new set of armor that was like a parting gift from their mother from however long ago. Well, that was also pretty pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess Shang learns how to sort of wield the 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 chi power he gets a little uh little training yeah. lesson from from uh, from his aunt whose name for whatever reason can't for the life of me remember yeah i can't remember either but it's okay because the movie Ying, was awesome Ying, Ying nan 
Yingnan is what uh, anti anti Yingnan. Um, and of course they have like a little little sparring match there, and and she pretty much. He, I like the the dichotomy between his original fight style that his dad taught him versus the fight style that his mother and the people of Talo used. Yeah, and he was very it was very closed fist, very power oriented, and it was that that scene where. She opens his hands to tell, like, uh, almost in a way to tell him, like, no, you're using too much, too much anger, too much rage. You got to let go of that shit. And yeah, you, you, you got to balance things. Yeah, yeah, balance shit out. Find your Lost. own fighting style with that. Yeah, yeah, fucking crazy. And I think uh, wicked fucking invasion scene mm-hmm. where they come in and that fight between Shang Chi and Wen Wu was incredible. Oh yeah, and like it. <laughs> He's got no power. All he has is his armor and one of the one of the staffs that's got the uh, the dragon scale on it. And he's fighting Dad, and like he's he did really a pretty well. he's doing yeah. a pretty good fucking job. Yeah, until, pretty good fucking job. Until when Wu gets, I, I, for lack of a better way of putting it, gets angry and just says, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done. I'm done yeah. with this game right now." Yeah, he was basically sparring with him maybe, and just oh, had enough, yeah. and was like, "Yeah, I'm launching you into the water. There you go. <laughs> oh, Bye." Yeah. What a serious launch, too! Like almost reminiscent of that that power strike from the beginning of the movie, where it just draws a line of power across the yeah. entire ground, disrupting yeah, everything, right. just breaks. Like holy yeah. shit! And of course, he just he shakes it off because you know Shang Chi. Well, I guess player. he's got the armor too. That possibly helped them a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glossing over the fact that he's wearing magic dragon scale armor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 fucking crazy. Awakens the great protector in the bottom of this lake. And we finally get to see this dragon in all of its glory. And I have to say, I am super impressed with the CG on that. And it, and like I had said earlier, um, when referring to the other mythological beasts, like this dragon moved in a way that I would have assumed a Chinese mythological dragon would move with the tail whipping all over the place and it being so flowing like a ribbon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, almost like, yeah, yeah it's like swimming in the air, like a sea snake. Oh, yeah. so Definitely. crazy. Yeah, I almost didn't believe that I was watching a Marvel film at this point. Like, I know we've seen some pretty crazy, awesome things in Marvel, but I I was pretty blown away by this. Yeah, I can't can't get enough. Like, the more and more we start talking about it, the the antsier I'm getting about wanting (laughs) to go see, like, a 10 o'clock show tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not going to happen because I have to open for the next couple of days, but... Yikes! I, I definitely, uh, I definitely want to want to go see it again. Um, moving forward to the when Wu is starting to break open this this gate and letting out the what did they call them soul suckers? Yeah, that was pretty cool. And the fact that I mean, I knew we were going to have to see this big bad at one point. There's no way that this movie would have ended um, with with them saving the day before they could even get that gate opened. Um, and I think it was cool that they ended up. <laughs> Having to join forces, the Ten Rings, with the people of Talo in order to fight yeah. off these beings. Once they realized they weren't going to do Jack against <laughs> oh, them. Oh, they, 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 well, they weren't. They, they were told, your weapons aren't going to do shit against these beasts. And <laughs> fucking... And they're like, we got Razor this. Fist, but what was the Death Dealer, I think, is the character. Yeah, name, Death the Dealer. Mask. Mm-hmm. Just gets fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> without hesitation... 
this this creature just picks him up and eats him, more or less. Eats his soul in a split second. Like, yeah, insane. And then they change their tune immediately afterwards to, okay, maybe we should work together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of talking here. You guys, you guys take over. I just thought it was so well done from that point onwards. Just sort of... Uh, the fight scene that we get to watch on, I guess, a larger scale battlefield fight, which was really good, I think, in this movie particularly, because the difference between this and the fight in Endgame um, was the color palette for me and how everything in Endgame, like, you couldn't really pick out specific points that were going on in that big battle because the color palette was all just, like, dark gray and you couldn't really tell which characters were which. Whereas with this fight scene, we had, like, the bright red, and we had, like, a a darkish blue kind of color. So we could really see who was doing what, even from the wide-angle shots of the fight scenes. And we could sort of, you know, dive in and pick individual characters that we wanted to see what they were up to at this point. And just sort of watch them go through um, whether they were going to have their soul sucked out or if you know, they were going to continue fighting. And right. uh, I like the way that they did all that. Oh, and we totally glossed yeah. over Katie uh, becoming an instant fucking Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just really good at with an arrow. And they were telling her, like, no, you stay back. Like, don't oh, take, yeah, it's too, don't take it's a too bow. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it's too dangerous. You must And she's here. like, dangerous? Like, how about I fucking launch some arrows and, and hit no my kidding. mark? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Trevor was specifically in the fight, but I like that one scene where, you know, he, you, you think he's dead and then Morris comes up and he's just like, no, Morris, I'm just acting dead. <laughs> and then Morris just joins him and plays dead. Oh, oh man. I thought cute. that was another great scene. Um, Big Beast gets out finally. Well, this is after... Shang-Chi and, and dad fight a little bit more. And then we see yeah. Shang-Chi really leaning into uh, the his the new chi, fight style. The, yeah. The chi, yeah. The, the fucking Christ, the chi energy <laughs> fight style. I don't know chi where energy. my head's at. Um, and I'm going to touch on this. I said it earlier. We're going to touch on this in a little bit. Um, after we're, after we get, uh, get through this a little, a little bit more here, because there's definitely a point I want to make. Um, and when he, when he finally gets, he starts pretty much wrestling these rings off dad. And they, they, they have this, this scene where now Dad's got five rings, Shang's got five rings, and he's learning how to manipulate them, mm-hmm. just like Mom did in, in the earlier scene, which apparently we didn't talk about, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people can go see the movie for themselves. Well, yeah, for fuck's sakes, go see the movie. Like... <laughs> yeah. I can't, Very can't good be, movie. It can't be we're not doing it justice, even though yeah, we're... Well, not even yeah. a little bit. No. But yeah. that's, that's okay. It's fun, it's fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And then he finally gets all of the rings off dad, but it's it's too late at this point. The the gate's been broken broken down far too much. Too many souls have made it to to the dweller in darkness. Mm-hmm. And it busts out and you get this giant Cthulhu dragon, I guess is the best yeah. way to to Pretty really much. describe it. Yeah, they kind of remind me of something out of Lovecraftian lore, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And then I guess in that moment it had to happen. Dad sees the error of his ways um, and pretty much sacrifices himself so that Shang doesn't get the brunt of what's going on. And gives yeah, and him, giving him gives, the rings. Uh, sorry, gives, gives him the rings, passing yeah. on the torch. Yeah. Um, incredible scene. And heartbreaking because it's like you spend this entire movie with this weird love-hate relationship with Wen Wu because like, you know he's capable of love and good things, but he's just so 
blinded by his own rage and and uh um, well, well that's something that's something that I've kind of noticed in both Wen Wu's character and Shang Chi's character. Like early on, when Shang Chi left, he didn't take his sister. He didn't come back for his sister. He just kind of lived his own life, right? Um, and with Wen Wu, after his wife passed, um, he he took up the rings again, and he 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 was a broken man. He I don't think he was the same kind of person that he was before. Uh, he kind of changed a bit. And it wasn't until he got these um, visions in his head um, that his wife was trapped and wanted to get out that he became that person, right? So he wasn't he wasn't fully like a villain villain at this point, I thought. No, he wasn't full on villain, but yeah. villainous enough. Yeah, 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 he served. He served it well. Oh, of course. And then, you know, we've got um, more scenes with uh, a, a giant swarm of soul suckers making their way to the to the island. Lots of fighting going on there. Pretty cool effects. And then, of course, you have one dragon, the Great Protector, and now the Dweller in Darkness. And, of course, they got to battle it out, fucking Pokemon style, because yeah. why not? Yeah, that was a pretty phenomenal, <laughs> like, scene. That was... Yeah, yeah and then dude, you... F- fucking insane. Yeah, I, just, I don't know how to put that in words. That's something that you just have to see for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... And then just when it gets bad and the great protectors having its soul sucked out, you get Katie coming in clutch and coming shooting <laughs> clutch, shooting thousands of feet into the air, one arrow, and manages to catch it right in the neck. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> like, like she went from being let's recap. She was a, f- <laughs> a fucking valet. The movie pretty much portrayed her as someone who was going absolutely nowhere in life. <laughs> Tags along with Shang-Chi on this this grand adventure. Pretty much does... She's a driver. She is pivotal. She drives everywhere. She's, But, like, where am I going with this? Definitely a lack of confidence in herself. And you can see that in her character. And you can see that start to develop over the yeah. course of the movie. Definitely. Um, where, like, That's let's true. be real. Shang wouldn't have gotten as far without her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> learns how to fire a bow, finds her purpose in life, and ultimately saves the day. Yeah. Let's be real. Like she without that arrow shot, the great protector's soul would have been sucked out. The dweller in darkness would have increased its power fucking nine thousand fold. Um, and the world would have been pretty much ended right then and there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good going. Great Katie. protector gets gets his soul. It's I can't say his because the dragons are or not yeah let's not let's not assume, gonna be neutral not, here let's not assume gender in this in this yeah. situation gets its soul back no of course and then like shang finally embraces like the inner power of 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 ta lo and in a wicked fashion puts the rings inside this fucking beast and then like does this how did you describe it I described Earlier. it as hadron colliding. Just hadron you know, colliding. There, yeah. there, you can see the lights fucking swirling and 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 generating energy. And he just does like one move, and this whole thing just explodes. Yeah, fucking Oof. dweller guts everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely insane. What a what a fucking crazy. No display. one's gonna be swimming in that lake for a while. N- no, but I mean, <laughs> I imagine whatever creatures are in that lake are probably eating well. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> for like the next year or so that was a big True. beast yeah um okay before we get into uh what's the word i'm looking for post-credit shit i just want to throw an idea out there shoot so we we kind of we kind of briefly talked about um iron fist last episode 
<laughs> and I had a small theory that uh, just kind of occurred to me after after watching this movie. What if Kun Lun was a region in Ta Lo? Well, that's what I'm thinking, because when they were talking about the backstory of uh, the Dweller in Darkness, uh, it sounded like there was way more than just Talo out there, and that Talo was the only thing left standing. Well, right, but like when, when you look at... So the people of Talo derived their power and strength from the heart of a dragon, whereas Danny Rand had to fight a dragon and consume its, its power and energy. He had a defeat. Would you yeah. say that the dragon's name was Shush? Starts with an uh, Shao Lao. Shao Lao, right. Shao Lao, I think. Or something like that. Yeah. Not doing this any justice. Shout-outs to nope. Shao Lao, fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> From the grave, nice. of course. Um, so, th- yeah, the thought occurred to me, what if there's there's some sort of connection there? What if Kunlun is is a region inside of, of, of Ta Lo, like in, the, in a mountainous peak somewhere, and that's where Danny Rand learned how to use the chi energy there, because that's what he does. He, he, he focuses his chi into his extremities and can use that to fight, whereas the people of Ta Lo just know how to... I mean, they do virtually almost the same thing, except they can use it to yeah. manipulate the, the area around them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it wasn't already connected, I wouldn't be surprised if they used that connection, because it's not so far-fetched at this point like it's just another pocket dimension right well right and do you think they'll bring iron fist into the mcu or do you think that ship has sailed i mean i don't know if he's a big enough i mean they already started with heroes that weren't super big but um who knows i mean if the rumors about charlie cox coming back are true um then i don't know danny Rand could definitely be a character that comes back i think he'd be an interesting character that's for sure just not the guy that plays him Finn, yeah. whatever his name is, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, they need to no. they they need to recast. Absolutely yeah. need to recast. Yeah, it would and, be a recast. Uh, and undo undo everything that uh, that went down in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if they if they did bring him in, I'd I'd like that. Yeah, no kidding. I would also like that. And I would love for uh Shang Chi and Iron Fist to be like partners in crime. I think that'd be that'd be fucking That would be super mm-hmm. cool. Like Kung Fu Masters. Like <laughs> just be insane. Well that's the two what of them would be unstoppable. Yeah. Well, he also has a lot of crossover with Spider-Man as well, right? Iron Which, Fist. Oh, Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Iron well, that's Fist. what we were, yeah. we were talking about last time. Yeah, like this Iron... one's this one's beyond my my knowledge. This was more. I think Ollie, you and Ollie had. Uh, yeah, because like Daredevil, Iron Fist, Spider-Man, they're like street level guys, right? Like they they yeah. don't deal with in the they... same streets. To be honest, all in New York. Yeah, all in New York, and that's pretty much what you saw on the the Netflix shows minus Spider-Man. But yeah, like I wouldn't I. I wouldn't put it past if they did want to go that route to to unite them again in the MCU through Spider-Man or something. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be dope. Okay, post credits. I don't even know where to start with this because it was <laughs> both the like the end end scene whatever that was that was that was cool, not exactly mind-blowing. Yeah. Not exactly unexpected either. Well, this was um, the biggest go on, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I pretty much stopped there. Yeah, I was going to say that this is the biggest question that I had with the movie is like the, the nature of the Ten Rings, like where they come from, you know, um, and through the whole movie, I was waiting for them to say something about it. And then you finally get to this end credit scene and Wong's talking about it and it's just like, it's really old, like older than than Wen Wu. Right now. And he's like a thousand. Right then and there in the theater. And I know Ryan remembers me saying this. I was like celestials yep <laughs> <laughs> and i think that that uh, the upcoming um what's the movie called eternals 
The, thank you. Holy fuck. Um, I think the upcoming Eternals movie, There might. I'm thinking there might be some sort of uh, connection there. We, I mean, we won't know until that, that goes live, but the, immediately, because he was talking about it being like this this deep energy, this deep... Yeah, um, that, that doesn't really have ties to the mystic arts is what he was implying. Right. So my mind immediately, because he said that they're much older than Wen Wu, and I know that the plot of the Eternals, like the, the, those Celestials, they took place in like the early times of, of mankind almost. And they've been on Earth for however long, for millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it's, that's immediately where my head went was Celestials and Eternals, that there might be a connection there. It has, there has to be something there. Yeah, so yeah. This uh, kind of goes back to something that we had been talking about before. Um with uh just like colors and hues of things being really important in the mcu and uh once shang chi actually gets the uh rings they go from being this like bluish uh hue to a very like bright gold kind of color and that's right often shown to us as like cosmic energy um and so that does sort of lead back to the celestials like you were talking about or we could even take it one step further where um it's more about uh galactus and his sort of dealings with the celestials in particular because the celestials they go around and they use their energy to essentially impregnate planets to uh give birth to more celestials so like we saw with uh in guardians volume two with ego and galactus's role in all of this is to go around and find these planets uh and make sure that the celestials actually don't get born because then there's an imbalance of power so i've seen some theories lately that have been talking about how the beacon from the rings is actually going towards a herald of Galactus, somebody similar to the Silver Surfer, for example, Ooh. to uh, warn him that the Celestials have, in fact, um, been to this planet at some point, and it needs to be taken care of. Otherwise, there will be a Celestial burst out of Earth. No kidding. Mm. Now, do you think that we're gonna? This is gonna tie Galactus to our universe. I think so. I think that, like with the turtles, especially being the next movie that we're gonna see, and they seem to put a focus on the idea that the Celestials in this particular uh, universe are not exactly friendly. But then again, they did put the Eternals there to defend against uh, the variants. So, right, there's definitely a. a a lot that we can theorize at this point, but nothing very concrete until we've seen a little more from the Eternals movie. Because we have seen in the comics a lot of different takes on the Celestials in particular, and somewhere they're just, you know, like malevolent gods where they just want to kill everything. And somewhere they're just extremely hands-off and don't want anything to do with existence, basically. Right. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry. Um, getting away from that a little bit. What is up? In the holograms there behind behind Wong and all them, you've got Captain Marvel and Banner. Why is Banner Banner and not Professor Hulk? Yeah, Maybe. seriously, but still in the sling from his injury. Yeah, and that's, well, my, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, go ahead, Ollie. Well, my thought was that he was trying to maybe repair some of the damage that was done by the gauntlet when he did the snap in Endgame. And maybe part of that was turning back into human or, yeah. That's just well, I don't know, because like the Hulk's got pretty crazy regenerative abilities, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I figured he would heal faster as Hulk versus being Banner. 
Yeah, but you can't exactly use medical equipment as Hulk. No, I mean, like I, you can I, always you not... can always make stuff for <laughs> Hulk, but like a lot of stuff, like I don't even know how he did everything that he did in Endgame as Hulk because things are not designed for Hulk-sized fingers, right? Yeah, no. that's like trying to use <laughs> trying to use a salami for your keyboard. Just like see how many buttons you click. <laughs> so for me, for me, games. that was that was just the thought: is that oh maybe he's doing something about his. Uh, ailments there i really hope that he does uh get out of that sling at some point and that we get banner back whole and and back to being hulk yeah because that one that one really threw me off i was definitely it was something my wife and i kept talking about on the way back was why why is banner in that form like Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it'll be a mystery unraveled in the upcoming movies because they yeah they've got 10 to 15 years to really tell the story let's be real i mean there's Um, also a when is She-Hulk supposed to come out? Not for another year or so, I think. Oh, okay. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so crazy, crazy first post-credits. And then, like, the end credit scene was nothing out of the ordinary for me. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to go in that direction, where Zha Ling was supposed to dismantle the Ten Rings and, in fact, takes it over. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking my my prediction on that one is that she actually takes up the mantle of the Mandarin. Oh. Yeah. I think so too. That's my that's my scary orange. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well the Ten Rings will return is what it said, so that that is what it said. Yeah. Um and I don't know at what capacity, but I don't know if they're gonna be a big bad or if they're gonna be something they can call upon come a big another world ending war. Um but who knows? Like, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, or the next we'll Hydra. Yeah. Oh God, I didn't even. Yeah, I guess that could also that could also be a thing. That That's could very possible. possible. Yeah, because I mean, there's so much more they could have done with Hydra, and they didn't, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Hmm. I wonder if that ties in at all to the Dark Avengers initiative that they're kind of doing um, with uh, what's her name from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the one that's going around recruiting people. I don't remember what her like, character's name is, but oh, Ju- Julia Louise Dreyfus with the with the yeah. purple hair. Yeah. Yeah, but now like they've introduced Abomination and uh, Shang Chi's sister, so they do have counterparts to um, further Avengers characters. And isn't there a Blade movie coming out? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might actually tie in when we get our Morbius movie. That would make sense. Would definitely yeah. makes sense. Morbius seems like there's a lot going on in that movie too though and uh, i don't even know when we're gonna see it but i didn't they started filming like years ago didn't they i thought there was a trailer there's a couple of trailers oh really okay yeah there's there has been more than a handful and i don't know when we're supposed to be getting it but hopefully uh hopefully soonish but i mean everything's been kind of put on on hold since you know we're in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) yeah fucking crazy well we've definitely um put in time for this show this show is easily over two hours oh yeah it's a long yeah. one this is definitely a long one uh, and i'm not cutting anything because i, I prefer the raw content yeah that's good um, <laughs> hell yeah just, despite all my hums and haws and all of the the holes in my brain trying to remember <laughs> shit <laughs> but um yeah no this this is uh this is gonna tie this up because uh, we really shouldn't try to drag this out any longer um so with that conclusion um big shout outs to rat house productions and matt the rat over there without him this wouldn't be possible i mean i'm sure we could put this out ourselves but i'd like to have a producer 
um, who handles oh, yeah. all the stuff for me. Uh, Always big to, ups to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ups to Matt the Rat. And uh, shout outs to the Twat FM family. Um, I'm hoping we're going to be recording a pod soon. Um, I was talking with, uh, with Fear, and uh, I know he definitely wants to get back in the swing of things. Um, so you can find me over there. Um, speaking of finding people and places, Ryan, if anybody wants to find you online, social-wise, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, uh, Ryan L. Culleton, and that's about it for now. But we'll definitely have more socials going up soon. Awesome. Uh, Oliver, what about you, boss? Yeah, also Instagram, Oliver.hruiz. Ruiz. Hell yeah. Love that last name. I wish I could have that last name, to be honest. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure my wife would take issue with that. <laughs> Good thing Not she me, of course. To this podcast. My, my wife. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> should you guys want to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at The Real Snurfin, or you can find me on Instagram at Snurfin. Or if you want to talk to us as a whole, you can find us on Twitter at NerdyNomicron or on Instagram at, again, NerdyNomicron. Um, we're open to suggestions. We're open to fucking even talking points. If you want to, oh reach yeah, out and be just like, throw hey, some theories at us. Oh or something. yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, Fuck, I'm yeah. down, down for all of it. Give, give us, give us your shit. Give us your love. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that being said, that's it. This is the end of the episode, and I hope everyone has a wonderful time. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace, hey guys. Oh, oh, I fucked that up. One second.